0: Told y'all this was a movement. Taking the believe. You dig, banked out. banked down. banked down. Bank down. Bank down. East to west we can banked down. North to south we can banked down. Worldwide world we can 889-8041 8, 8, 8, the Bang Radio Show We controlling the globe and we second to no one Every Tuesday or Thursday we put in that work in Carl Myers do it for the culture Then it's one love we see from 8pm to 9pm We'll tip you the trophy And we keep making moves by Coastal Now them suckers didn't believe but I told you Bang Down about to be your household name Bane Down mean with your pop more change. Falling like Odell, shout out to Rochelle Networking Saturday is about to be your movie Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it is a conglomerate, we get into it Get Fridays, gotta be inspired with Linda H. While you ride on the interstate, we got Sundays with sunshine from 5 to 6. While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in. You tap in with the movement, cause it's about to go down. Shout out Discover this, captain of the mothership. You ain't know that you know now.
1: Yo, 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 I want to say thank y'all for tuning in to Do It For The Culture. This is episode five. This is a special one. I got my sister in the building, long-time friend, soldier, been with me throughout the grind. Talented actress, comedian, host, mother, She has a show this Friday, Saturday, excuse me, My Goddamn Life, introducing Isha Andrea.
2: What's up, everybody? What's good? How you doing, bro?
1: Man, I'm good. How are you, sis?
2: I am absolutely wonderful right now. I can't even complain.
1: So what's going on?
2: Well, uh... In reference to what?
1: <laughs> just life. Just life. We're going to get into it, but you know, just life at the current moment. You at know. the
2: current moment, everything is peaceful and good right now. I'm so chill. I'm, I'm loving where I'm at right now. I couldn't ask for anything more.
1: Great, great. So, I'm going to take it to the beginning. I always like to take it to the beginning in my interview. So, where does your story begin at? <laughs>
2: In 1982 in Kansas That's where it starts
1: Wow
2: (laughs) Yeah Yeah
1: So what was out in Kansas? I don't know You don't know? I
2: have no idea Okay My mother It was an emergency She had to get someplace In the United States To give birth to me And she did That was the first hospital So no my mother Was not in jail When I tell people I was born in Leavenworth They always ask me Ooh what was your mama In jail for? But she was not in jail It was just an emergency Delivery that needed to happen
1: Okay, so from Kansas, then
2: where? I've lived everywhere, Um, from Kansas to Illinois, from Illinois, out of the country, back in the country, back out of the country, in the country. You know, I've lived in New Mexico, Texas, Arizona.
1: Military.
2: Yes, my mother was in the Army. Salute to her. 20 years strong.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So how was that life?
2: being an only child it was very interesting looking back now at times it was boring and i used to hate the fact that i'd have to move every two to three years but it it really was interesting i got to see a lot and and do a lot and just be around a whole lot of different stuff
1: gotcha yeah do you do you remember some of the different stuff
2: oh absolutely like being overseas living in belgium and watching the Hot Air Balloon Festival and going down to the market and getting french fries with mayonnaise on them Mm -hmm. and going to the candy store and remembering, too, how much they loved black people. You know, being in the store with my mom and then bringing out all these different candies and showing me these beautiful dresses.
1: So you got accustomed to different culture early.
2: Very early. Very, very early, yes.
1: How has that helped, you know over here and dealing with American issues and just being in your current place, which is making
2: It helps me to identify with anybody. I have learned to adapt to be around anybody at any time. So it helps me to not feel so threatened. When I'm in certain situations or uncomfortable about being around different cultures or different people, mm-hmm. you know I feel like I can get in and adapt real does quick. this
1: help with your art being absolutely. actress comedian host? absolutely,
2: absolutely you know because i I saw a lot of different people doing the things I love to do, so I would hope that as I'm getting into all of these things I said I was going to do as a child that Everyone can relate to me. Not just black people, but everybody out there.
1: And why why comedy? Because, of all things, why comedy?
2: Because it makes you laugh. For just a moment, it makes you forget about what's going on. And it helps you to laugh at the shit that's going on sometimes. Because sometimes there's so much that's going on, you can't help but to laugh at
1: it. Right. And the, the show Saturday is called My Goddamn Life.
2: My God. Damn life. (laughs)
1: So, I know, like you just said, like comedy, you know, it helps you express. It helps you laugh. It helps you, you know, it's it's sort of like therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the story has to be deep. You know, my goddamn life. I'm just... Tell us a little bit about it.
2: Oh, I talk about, because this is my goddamn life, so I talk about... uh, being married at a young age and being a mother of four children that are all stair steps. So it's like all of that going on at the same damn time, plus trying to figure out where I fit into this puzzle called life. So it's a lot of crazy stuff that's been going on and that's done happened. You feel me? So definitely got to talk about that.
1: Right, right. And and being a mother at a young age, excuse me, being married at a young age, Like, what age was you?
2: I married when I was 19.
1: Okay, so 19. Mm -hmm. How was that? Like, wow.
2: I thought that it was what I was supposed to do. Um, I thought that, you know, that was the route I was supposed to take at that time. Because I had kind of given up on everything else. So I felt like I could at least be good at being a wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it, it, it was very, I learned a lot about myself in that marriage at the hands of someone else because of what they did and how they were, it caused me to grow up very fast. And then I started having children, so I had no choice but to adapt and try to get through that situation as best I could.
1: Right. And looking back, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know what being a wife was at that at that moment?
2: absolutely not Girl. not at all. I knew what I was told, I knew what I saw, I knew what I had heard, and I knew I was in that situation, so I had to do whatever it was to make it look to to make it good to make it look good you know to be the perfect wife I was supposed to be
1: right right hmm. So, like, now, 2020 to 19, you, the growth process, this comes out in the comedy? Absolutely. I
2: talk about a lot of the stupid stuff I did, you know, being younger and trying to uh, fit in this world, as they say. And I've always been an oddball. I've always just been that kind of person that's like you a little weird or, or, you know, as the old folks say, I've always been called touched, you know? So I definitely talk about that. And hopefully in talking about that and laughing, someone can relate and, and say that they, you know, Oh, I've been in that situation. Oh, I can get out of that, you know, and them laughing about it gives them the strength to deal with it and, and, and push through. Right. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and has comedy been therapy for you?
2: Oh my God. Since I can remember That's i I've, It's always been an important part of my life. Music and comedy run neck and neck in my life.
1: And who are some of your influences?
2: Robin Harris, um, Eddie Murphy with that red leather suit on, um, listening to Red Fox albums when I wasn't supposed to, Um, definitely Richard Pryor, um, even coming up today, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, Carlos Miller, you know everybody with the '85 South Show. Like I just appreciate how they, the way that they are, the way that they tell stories. Some more, you know. Um,
1: all and of I them. look at all of the names that you named it, and it's funny because all of them have helped push the culture forward, and they always have been a voice in the most horrific times. Absolutely you know, and me knowing you personally, you know, I know you about history and uplifting our people because you right alongside with me, you know so are you planning to use the comedy to like push the culture forward and tell our stories and do all of the things the people that you named have done?
2: I would hope that i'm able to one thing about comedy a good comedian is going to talk about stuff that's going on right now today as uncomfortable as it is and they're going to set you up and they're going to make you laugh but then they're going to make you think about these things and hopefully that makes you do something different so definitely with my comedy i'm going to talk about what's going on because i have to even if we're making jokes about it we're still looking for a solution Right. You know, comedy has always helped us get through tough times, though.
1: Right. And speaking of these tough times and knowing that you're a mother, like, how do you feel as a mother during these tough times?
2: We got to equip our children. Um, we have to get them prepared for stuff that we might even not even think is going to happen. We have to communicate with them. More importantly, we have to allow them to communicate with us the way they know how. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. And through communication, like, do you do like with the communication that they give you? Do you act on it or do you just listen or like, how do you
2: see? That's the hard part. That That's the hard part. And I talk about that in my goddamn life, because having four children, they can each. Come up on the same situation and respond different differently. Right. So it may be okay in one situation for me to snap off and just, you know, flip the whole entire script and go crazy, but then I have to adapt to another one who's telling, who's in the same situation, and I might not be able to use that hard voice. I may have to say the exact same thing, but dress it up with some bows and ribbons and give it to them soft. So it it, it depends on how it comes to me as to how i can respond you know and that's something that i've had to learn how to do which is crazy because i'm telling you it's never the same i don't get the and, same and you from anybody
1: being from chicago you know one of the places that you have resided and coming to macon raising a teenage male what 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 how do you tell how how do you navigate him through making? who to me is like similarity to Chicago in a sense.
2: Um, Well, I definitely, I've always talked to my son about what's going on in the world. Although I don't know what it is to be a black man. Everything that I've seen black men go through, everything that my father taught me, everything that my uncles have said to me, be it good or bad, I communicate that with him. I try to keep him around positive people, Whenever he has an interest in something, I push him to do that. And I let him know I got his back. We ten toes down in this thing, you know. Um, I can't keep him from seeing the things that are going on or even feeling like he may want to jump out there, but I can give him the tools to make the proper decision when he needs to. To let him know it's more than one option. He doesn't have to do what everybody's doing, and that's the most thing I want him to realize.
1: Is the options
2: the options he has so many options. Right, he's gonna have to work his butt off, and he's gonna have to be dedicated. But he has so many options.
1: Right, and now I know that you're a real avid participant in the whole domestic violence movement.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. And just speak on that a little bit just you know let the people know you know how involved you are with that
2: well I am very involved I am a domestic violence survivor um, I overcame that that was my life while I was married the first time and learning how to be a mother over and over again because each time I had a baby it was something different the situation was different so it took a lot for me to get out of that situation. And unfortunately, I know people who are in the same situation that didn't make it out. I know people who had family that was in that same situation and they didn't make it out. And it's so important for me to let these women know, these young girls know, even, you know what I'm saying, males, that it's okay to leave that situation, it's okay to stand up and say that you're not okay and that you're going through something and you need help. I want to be that that lifeline for women because I know what it is to want to leave and not be able to and be scared to death to leave.
1: Is this another reason why you're becoming a voice?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, with the domestic violence, it's so much... It seems like we have to jump through hoops. And I say we because, like I said, I am a survivor. Um, I'm thankful because what I went through, didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't make me a better person because I can still laugh, I can still joke, I can still dance in the rain. You know, I was able to find my sunshine and my strength in overcoming that. And that's the hardest part sometimes is because you blame yourself for so much and, and you wonder, well, had I left at this point, would this be different? And you have to stop doing that and accept the fact, yes, I was in that situation, but I'm not. And we need that voice because sadly, one in four women that you know will go through a domestic violence situation and that's way too high, that's too much. It has to stop.
1: At some
2: point, we have to say enough is enough.
1: What are some of your plans like on stopping it or just raising the awareness? I know using your voice and your platform.
2: Well, I even, I go so far, I use my hair. A lot of people ask me, well, why are your locks purple? My locks are purple because purple is the color of domestic violence awareness. Um, Any chance that I'm given, I talk about my story and what I've been through. I go into detail about it because that may be what someone needs to hear to either stop, to realize they're about to go into a situation they don't need to, or get the strength to leave a situation that they already in. So I I wanna be that voice. I'm working on my butterfly house, which is going to help women and children get away from those domestic situations. Um, people, People don't know, but when you're leaving a situation and you have children, it's a lot of red tape that you have to go through. It's a lot of things that you have to face, and I'm trying to help make that process easier so when someone stands up and says, I'm ready to go, they can go and not be worried.
1: So for the people that, you know, are not familiar with, you know, this issue and haven't been through the issue, can you just paint the picture of what the Butterfly House would be?
2: Um, The Butterfly House will be a home where women can go to to rebuild. Um, oftentimes, when women are fleeing domestic situations and you have more than one child, you run into an issue of, well, we only have such such beds. So maybe you and two of your children can come, you know, but you may not be able to bring all of them. The Butterfly House will give women the chance to get to a safe place with their children And begin to restart, rebuild And most importantly, begin to heal Because it's a lot of inside work That has to go on to rebuild After you've been in a situation like that
1: Right, right Okay, okay Okay So, we also know that you are An actress Yes I've seen you personally In Hidden Truth Mhm, mhm, as Jody
2: Jody, my jody,
1: when did that love come?
2: I, it's been just like with comedy, it's been since I was little. like I said, I'm the only child, so I often had to find ways to entertain myself. I would get bored with the video game, um, you know, I would do a million things in the house and still be bored, so like I used to line my teddy bears up, like Teddy Rubskin and big see, I like using Teddy Rubskin, you know what I'm saying because he talked right you know what i'm saying so if you leave a tape in there and you know while i was doing you know telling them jokes or telling them stories that i thought was funny about what happened at school you know what i'm saying or acting out a scene from a movie he would move his mouth so you know what i'm saying i felt like he felt where i was coming from so i loved teddy rubskin he was he was real big i used to have the snorkels lined up rainbow bright straw i mean i used to, I, I had them all okay we used to all just sit in my room and kick it and i would just act out different scenes You know, and and, uh, like I said, tell funny stories that that was like amazing to me. I wanted to be. okay. so when I was little, I wanted to be the first black girl on Saturday Night Live because I loved what, you know, all the skit comedy and just the off the top of the head. I love that. Right. Yes.
1: I see that. I see that. And who who's on your actor actress list?
2: man there are so many um definitely Angela Bassett Mm. she is so she is so graceful but she's so powerful um when I was little watching movies like school days watching movies like Crush Groove you know even though those were all musicians playing actors you know just Watching how people get into these characters and they they become different people. Watching Rudy on the Cosby Show go from this little snaggatooth girl,
1: right.
2: you know, to a preteen telling Bud to move on somewhere. You know, it's been so many influential people. Like I remember the first time watching Carmen, mm-hmm. you know, with Dorothy Dandridge mm-hmm. and Harry Belafonte, and he was really handsome and she was just amazingly beautiful. And seeing them in that light. You know, all of these people, like, have shaped and made me want to be like, I want to do that.
1: And it's funny you say that because, like, the different instances that you just named and the actors and actresses that you named. A lot of the pictures that they portrayed. It's like it's real. It's reality. You know what I'm saying? And they was painting the picture of us in their time period, whatever, whatever time it was. In today's society, like how do you feel about the recent movies or portrayals of black people?
2: Um, I think that right now, people are looking at that and trying to do better, but I feel like we have been caught in that rut of being portrayed a certain way you know, feeding into that stereotype, which is why you have to appreciate artists and, and, and actors like Chadwick Boseman. May he rest in peace. That man really put a lot of time into portraying the black... I mean, he was our black superhero. You understand what I'm saying? He, he gave us a feeling that no one could take away from us. I mean, people were getting dressed up. People were starting to learn more about African culture. Just to go to this movie... To see a black man be our superhero. You know, he wasn't alongside anybody else. It was him and those that he said, come on, let's go do this with. Mm -hmm. And even they were strong black figures. So I feel like we're at a point where we're demanding roles that are different. We've seen enough crackhead stories. We've seen enough, you know what I'm saying, drug dealer stories. We want to be portrayed as Literary figures as great musicians, as history, you know, history makers. And I do, I, I love that.
1: So you have the power to direct a film right now in 2020. What would that story tell?
0: Dang.
2: All right. So 2020, I can direct a film. The storyline would have to be—I mean, I think it would be a love story. It would be a comedic love story.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? Talking about
1: why love? Why why the love story?
2: I mean, because it's it's we all love a good love story. You know what I'm saying? We like think about Brown Sugar. You know what I'm saying? Although it was about hip hop, it was about love too. We saw how she had to grow from them being friends to understanding that it was more than a friendship to not knowing how to really process that to being honest with one another to give each other that that level of okay yeah i really do rock with you and, and comedy of course because you can't go through 2020 without stuff being funny you know what i'm saying you try to go on a date uber take you to the wrong spot you go in there he like yo i'm gonna have on a blue t-shirt it's five dudes with blue t-shirts on you to walk up to two of them like Okay I'm just gonna go You know what I'm saying So it would definitely be Something along those lines But it would also talk about The struggle Because even with it being Funny And looking for love It's a struggle that's there But it's how we choose To fight through it It's how we choose To handle it You understand what I'm saying So still portraying The stuff that we're going through But showing a different way To handle it You know what I'm saying Showing a different way To get to that That person that you're Really digging Or that you like Or that you in love with
1: and in a humorous way.
2: Absolutely. How could it not be?
1: Got you. Got <laughs> you. Got you. So, I also see you doing your thing with Derek James, and how did like how did that relationship start? Or just oh. bring us to the beginning of that.
2: Well, you know, you you know, you always meet these different people, and I know you're really big and trying to work with whomever you can. That's about uplifting the community and doing something different so i actually met him of course through you at in preparation for the second annual black uh excellence awards right and we just you know talked and you know how i am you hang out with me i'm gonna be me i don't you know it is what it is and he said man you need to be hosting a, well that's what i want to do so just through talking and networking we realized that we could benefit one another and he's definitely been a major support system Like, I told him I want to do comedy, and he was like, well, we're going to figure out a way how to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? So just supporting one another, you know, which is why we, we work so well together.
1: Right. And, you know, I've asked Derek, and people have asked me, but as a person who has been day one and a part of everything, like, what would you say we are actually doing?
2: Bringing awareness bringing change consistently um, because it's a mindset we have a mindset of what it is we're trying to do and in everything that we do from the rallies to our spoken word night to our variety show it's about pushing towards excellence you know what I'm saying doing something different doing it a different way but still having fun still getting that same that same vibe that same feel Um, Just pushing us to think outside of the box a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, maybe I don't have to go do that. I'm just at least going to go check this out, see what it is. Um, It's like you you say, it's planting that seed. And then people look into it, start seeing different things, studying different things, realizing different things. And then they want to push forward.
1: And, you know, going back to what you said earlier, being, you know, seeing culture and different aspects early. How do you feel about making like what's your perspective on making right now?
2: I feel like making what I'm seeing and making is so beautiful because I it's so many people that are saying I have my own business. I'm making my own food. You know, I have a vegan health line who are more aware of healthy versus not healthy, who are trying to link up with different people. Well, hey, I see you do art. You know, I do music. Let's get together and have an art music sh- music show. You know, people who are trying to bring diff- a different vibe to the city, and I rock with that. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. It- it's definitely a good time for it. People are taking advantage of it, and I feel like people... Are tired of making being looked at as a certain way, and people are working to change that to make it want to be that spot that you want to
1: be at. Coming from a different spot, and, and coming to making, like, what was your first thoughts of making? Did you did you look at it like as an opportunity, or did you look at it like, damn, this is a a, a messed up place? Because I know you've been here for a minute, and you had mm-hmm. a conversation from the people that or from here, like, did you have that same mentality coming into it, or did you just look at it like, okay, I'm going to make the best of this. This is an opportunity. I see this for what it is. I'm going to try to help develop it.
2: I looked at it definitely as an opportunity. Um, I came to Georgia with my second husband, and it was an opportunity. We knew that it was going to be slower. <clears throat> um, he was from Jersey, of course, me being from the up you know, It's a whole different vibe, and we knew that it would be slower, but we definitely looked at it as an opportunity because we did the research. I mean, number one, cost of living was decent, you know, looking at education for the schools. And now you do have to fight for that. We still have a lot of work to do, but I feel like we're moving in the right direction. So when I got to Georgia, I looked at it as an opportunity. Something is going to happen. I'm going to establish something for my family here.
1: And and you have been doing that. You have been hitting the pavement running. I've witnessed it. Thank you. I've been seeing what you've been doing, and it's 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 just it's crazy to see the growth. You know, you see. I take it even further than that. You you go to the conversations where we're just talking about it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? We just laying the ideas out and then the next thing you know you see the flyer and then it's like we're here. Right, right. You know. Yeah. How is that process for you? Like just creating and, you know, manifesting basically, you know, how is how is the manifestation process for you?
2: Um, it actually it's crazy. Because it took for someone to say, you need to go and audition for this play. Mm. And they were talking about *Steel Magnolias. Um, Miss Keita Christian, you got to go and audition for this play. And for me, it became being comfortable enough in doing those things that I said I wanted to do, but I forgot about. I pushed them to the back of my mind to do everything else. And it was just about putting myself out there and knowing that I have a passion, I'm willing to learn. Hell, I'm willing willing to make two, three people laugh they butt off if I can because that's what I want to do. That's something that's in me to do. So instead of saying, oh, you know, because at first it was like, oh, I don't know, or I don't want to be, I don't want to do. But then it was like, yeah, give me a shot. Let me try it out, you know. So it's just putting myself out there and building the confidence. It's studying. You know, I still watch comedy. I still laugh. You know, even in just talking to my children is the best way for me to to create material because they put my brain in a different headspace. You know what I'm saying. I'm definitely going down seven seven eight nine ten paths during these conversations with my kids and,
1: and you know the crazy thing about this now that you you just laid all of that out like I, you you have a job too,
2: right. I do, <laughs> full
0: time.
1: Talk about your profession a little bit, because that—I mean, to me, you're all around servant. It's like you're 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 here to serve the people.
2: Yeah. And I used to feel like that was a bad thing. I used to say, I used to tell people I was put here to take a whole lot of bumps and bruises, um, so somebody else doesn't have to. But for now, I got to deal with it. But I love my my career. I work for a foster care agency here in Georgia. um, And I work with youth, ironically, crazy enough, who are ages 18 to 21. Mm. Um, And it's so very rewarding. It's also stressful. It's also... Some days I just cry my eyes out. But it pushes me to keep going. It pushes me to know that with the job that I'm doing, I'm actually... Helping to make a difference with these youth in this state, and that's what we need. We have to we have to begin to reform what foster is so much that we need to reform It's crazy, but just being able to be a part of that is truly amazing. truly amazing.
1: How long have you been in that in that field?
2: I've been in the field professionally for three years.
1: And this is something that you wanted to do or just something that, you know, happened career-wise or...
2: Well, and that's crazy because when you think about the stuff that you want to do, if you really think about it, it always lines up for you to do it. You mm-hmm. know, um, my butterfly house is very important to me, but I've always wanted to work with youth, you know what I'm saying, who I've been through a lot because I feel like there's so much that needs to be done to help them so they can grow up healed. So I actually got the job through a temporary agency. Um, This was after I left GEICO. I was just, I wanted something different. And just me personally, it was too much for me. And I was like, I got to do something different for my children, for myself. You know, I, I, I started, I got older and it's like, You wake up every day mad because you got to go to work, you know what I'm saying? So you need to find a place where you can go to work and you're not going to be angry because you asked for the job. They didn't come and say, come work for me. So like I said, I got the job through a temporary agency and I worked my butt off and I got hired on permanently. And recently I just got a promotion. Um, you know, because it's what I want to do. So I don't mind doing what I need to do to ensure that I'm successful. I'm going to do that in my career. I'm going to do that being a mother, you know, I sacrifice a lot and it doesn't stop just because I have a career, you know, I give 100% into everything.
1: Right. Speaking on that, you know, careers as such, like dealing with being a mother, what are you are you teaching your kids like entrepreneurship, or are you leading them toward the career, or like how is that? What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, like I said, I give them options, um, but my children are very, they they they're becoming very business savvy, and they're understanding a lot about how the system of economics works, um, you know. And I have one daughter who definitely wants to be an entrepreneur and have her own business, you know, um, and the rest of them, you know, I tell them, make the decision that's best for you. If you feel like you can go into a company and turn it around and take over that company, go do that. There's nothing wrong with that. If you feel like you want to start a career in mama's garage until you can afford to get a storefront until you can afford to get your building, let's do it. What's the plan? The only thing I want them to do is have a plan and understand that things are going to happen. But if you have an idea or you have something that you want to do, make a plan and start going after it. Regardless, if you go off the road, if if you get stumbled a little bit, we're going to get you back on the road. You understand what I'm saying? And
1: we talked about the manifestations and we talked about, you know, just your process of coming up with the creative, the creativity. Do you involve your kids with that whole process and just the business side of it or like with everything that you're doing? Do you get them involved with that so they know firsthand like the ups and downs to what's going on?
2: Absolutely. The the one thing about me going after all of these things I said I was going to do now is my children are at an age where they see it. They're asking me questions. Well, how does this work? Well, how about this? Well, mama, when you get to a certain point, maybe we should try this, you know what I'm saying? Because this is what's popping. And they give me insight from their perspective. You see what I'm saying? Their perspective is still very colorful and it's still very open to all these different possibilities. So where I may have been closed off because of all the stuff I've been through and I may not see that lane, They be like, Mama, hold up. Go this way real quick. Watch what happens. You know what I'm saying? Even if it doesn't work, but you tried it, though. But you tried it, though. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely have them involved.
1: Definitely. And I've seen them at the women's rally, right? And speak on just your involvement with the women's rally and what you and the rest of the women are trying to do with just that whole movement right there.
2: Well, with the women's rally and with all of the things that we're working towards, we are trying to help in rebuilding and healing the black woman. Um, You know, our black men, y'all take a lot of punches from the world, but from the beginning of time, we have been broken down. Um, We have been made to feel like as strong as we are, that that's it. You know what I'm saying? Or, Or you're only good for this or you're only good for that. So it's about giving us the option to heal and talk about stuff and then band together. You know what I'm saying? Because once we start to heal ourselves, we begin to heal our children. We begin to heal our communities. We begin to bring that base, that foundation back that says we strong. Let's let's go. You know what I'm saying? We become more nurturing. We become more loving. We understand how to see someone or see our sister going through and and help uplift her because we know it's important instead of tearing her
1: down. Right. And I, 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 I've seen actual mothers there that, you know, have been victims of their sons, you know, falling victim to the gun or whatever the case may be. And like with that, how do you deal with that? You know, as a mother, dealing with another mother, like, how do you... you I mean, because a lot of the times, those situations don't get addressed.
2: Right. Um, and then,
1: as a mother, having children, you know, seeing another mother in that state, it's just... It's, it's you know...
2: Listen, you, you you speak good things over your children, you know and you pray over your children you meditate over your children you you want nothing but the best for them but you also have to deal with the reality um and as a mother you know thankfully i've not had to experience that loss but i also can i can imagine how much it would tear me apart you know to lose my child to to violence or even to the prison system you know but for them to be gone like that the only thing that we can do is be there if she's laughing, if she's smiling, smile with her. If you see her falling, let her lean on you a little bit. You know, let her know it's okay if you're not okay today. If you can do nothing but go from the bed to the couch, that's all right. Because you got tomorrow to get up, and I know you will. It's a support thing, and it's never a... I try not to tell my sisters, it's okay, you know, um, you know, just put your strong face on. Because I had to learn for myself... It's all right. You you cry and let it out. You're not good right now. That's okay. We're gonna get you good. So it, it it's just about being that support system in the way that they need you in that moment.
1: And I heard you talk about earlier solutions. What are some of the solutions that you think should be within the community?
2: We got to get back to being a community. We are so divided. Um, We have to get back to understanding that if we see one of us going down, it's going to take another one down and another one down, and it's that domino effect. It's going to take for us to demand respect from each other by giving respect to each other. Hey, brother, I see you. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's going to take for men to greet men that way and for women to say, hey, sister, how you doing today? Have a good day and pass it. And not turn our nose up. That's the one thing that we have to do. We have to get back to appreciating and loving ourselves. We do that, then we love our brother and sister. We do that, they loving on their brother and sister, and we're stronger because now we starting to feel that love. And when you love something, you don't want to see you don't want to see nothing come and make it upset. You understand what I'm saying? Um, we have to begin to educate ourselves on certain systematic things that are in place that are keeping us, you know what I'm saying, stuck in this same rat race. It's got us on this rat wheel and we're just going and going in circles. So we got to jump off of that. So we have to educate ourselves. And I'm not just talking about scholastically. I'm talking about in who we are, our history. We need to study current events. We need to know what's going on. We need to understand these laws and the way they word stuff. Um, and we need to talk about that, share that. Okay, you don't understand? Let me break this down for you. Yo, you strong with the market. You know how that works. Let me break that down for you. That is what it's going to take. And then it's going to take us to stand up and say, we ain't going for it no more.
1: And enough how how imperative is entertainment in all of this?
2: We have always wanted to have a good time. It, it's imperative because at some point you got to let your hair down You got to loosen up the buttons on your shirt and you got to sit back and you got to chill. You got to let yourself laugh. You got to be able to enjoy what you have, whether it's a whole lot or a little bit. It's yours. Enjoy it. Let's celebrate. Let's 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 chill. You know what I'm saying? Uh, We have to get back to having a good time.
1: Is this what the whole movement of the first Friday variety show is? Is that what that is trying to get people back into?
2: Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not a club scene and people don't even club the way they used to when it was fun to go to the club. You know what I'm saying? But it's getting you involved. It's an intimate setting. So you're right there with whomever's performing. You know what I'm saying? And it's letting you just chill out and vibe and be okay with doing that.
1: So if I've never been to the first Friday variety show, can you walk me through the room or can you walk me through what what it would be like?
2: Absolutely, you're going to come in and you're going to see a whole lot of a, a lot of good black shit going on. You're going to see a lot of women that's owning their own businesses, selling quality products, selling things that are healthy for you. You know what I'm saying? Then, like I said, it's an intimate setting, so it's not too big. You know, you can actually have a conversation with somebody. Then you're going to have a host, you know. I don't want to brag on the host, <laughs> but I'm going to brag on the host a little bit, you know. She's going to... Set an atmosphere where you just want to, oh, shoot, let me kick back a little bit. You know, let me lean down and and get into it. You're going to hear music from people that really love what they do. They're not doing it because they want to get rich or they want to get a check. They're doing it because they got that love of music. You're going to hear poets who love the art of poetry. You're going to see artists painting pictures because they love that art. You understand it's a whole vibe of you just chilling and getting into all these different expressions because something's gonna catch your senses and it's gonna make it tingle
1: absolutely absolutely and what's your element of it like what's what what you say you're the host but i know it's a little bit more and i know it's something that you want to see happen like what 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 do you think that is
2: I feel like, you know, I set the vibe. You know, I, I start the show. I carry my audience through the show, and I make sure they are good. But I want to see them having fun. I want to see them laughing so hard they got to get up and walk out of the room. Or I want to see them vibing that they forget where they at, and they snapping their fingers, and they doing a little two-step. I want them to allow themselves to get lost in that moment. That's what I'm trying to create. I want you to come in here and be so relaxed that you were, you, you were in our world for a minute. Let me take you on this trip. That's what I want.
1: And do you think making needs that? Well, we, not not just making, but middle Georgia, because we like to think bigger than the actual box they put us in. So middle Georgia, do you think middle Georgia needs this right now?
2: Absolutely. Um, we need that vibe. We need something different. We need to be okay with going out, having a good time, making sure everybody's good, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and really promoting that good energy. You know, versus, yeah, let's go to the club because I know so-and-so going to be there. and She don't like me, but when she see me, she go. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop all of that. Let's just get back to having a good time. We definitely need that because everything else is so negative. It's so, well, y'all heard about oh, so-and-so then got shot. So-and-so, so-and-so, we need to let go and have a good time because we need to rejuvenate. You can't rebuild if you always uptight but
1: in a, in a society when where that is not cool, like, how do you penetrate through that? Like, how do you overcome that hurdle? Because, like you said, just doing what you're doing is not the norm. Going to the club, you know, doing all of that is. So how do you maintain an audience? So how do you, you know, fight through that?
2: Well, it's because you can, you relate to people. We're all in this same situation. All of us are dealing with stuff that has been shut down due to COVID. We don't know what's going on with this. We all stuck in the house with our kids, or or your friend. You know, you may be the friend with no children, but you hear your friend on the phone. She can't even have a conversation because she's stuck in the house with her children. And it's just continuing to be comfortable and being you. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to be goofy. It's okay to be the kid that likes comic books and laughs at all the Marvel stuff. Like, just being comfortable in who you are. And then people that I'm bringing in and I'm hosting with. Yo, let me make you feel comfortable. It's cool. You know, hey, you want to get up and dance? Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? It's just about celebrating those moments when you just really let back and let go.
1: And I think that's the key. Like, just that word that you said, celebrating. You know, a lot of us want to celebrate, but what are we actually celebrating?
2: That's true, too. Um, Well, for me, I've learned you have to celebrate the small wins. You know, if for you, you made it through work, you know, you didn't cuss nobody out, you ain't snapping no... Snap on nobody Celebrate that Sit in room Laugh a little bit Find something funny You know Turn your music on You did that um, We have to Those types of things You know Hey you started a business We definitely gonna celebrate Hey You about to drop another single We definitely gonna celebrate um, You know And it's those things When you're doing what you wanna do And it's something that's good It's something that Is going to benefit you Or Take you on a journey As a person got to celebrate that
1: right and you and ladies such as Gina Badu I hear y'all talk about mental health quite frequently what what like what's your take on the whole mental health situation
2: personally I know that it is something that we overlook it is something that we say oh no it's not that or I'm not crazy, um, but it's very important for us because we do battle with things mentally. Um, for some people, it is a chemical imbalance. For some people, it is not knowing how to process these different feelings that they're having. And we have to make it okay with treating our mental health because that is what's going to help strengthen us. That's what's gonna give us, and from firsthand experience, I had to face everything that I've been through, and it caused me to be in what they call a mental hospital. I had to stand up and actually face all of that. And when all of it came and smacked me, it knocked me down, it took me out the game for a brief moment, but I've always been an advocate because I do have a child who deals with mental health issues. And it was something that I recognized in her. And instead of just brushing it under the rug, my question was, what can I do to help my child? And as a black woman, it's it's you have to do your research, you gotta study, you know, we have to do all of these things to get good quality care. So if we start with that, knowing that, hey, we deserve to be happy, not just on the outside, because that's what everyone expects, But on the inside, that's when we that's when you start just breaking some little cycles, breaking chains, breaking stuff that's so prominent because you deal with it, but you're dealing with it in a healthy way.
1: And I'm around you quite frequently. (laughs) Yes. And I love the way that you express yourself. Right. And in the black culture. Do you feel like we express ourselves? Do you feel like, you know, like we said, celebrate or when we get mad expressing that or just even happiness?
2: No, because almost every feeling that we want to express, there's a negative connotation. If I'm happy because, like I said, I just got a promotion and I'm loud and I'm excited and I'm laughing. Oh, she loud. You know what I'm saying? If I'm angry in that moment and I'm expressing that or I'm crying, oh, she can't handle the pressure. We definitely need help with expressing ourselves. We need help to know that it's all right. You know what I'm saying? And But we have to learn how to respect that because everyone is going to express themselves differently. We We don't have the same communication pattern. It's different patterns and vibrations. So we have to learn how to how to be okay with that you know what I'm saying you may not understand why they're expressing themselves that way but it's not for you to say anything you know what I'm saying unless it's trying to help them and even then let them express themselves the way they know how to and in doing that they'll learn how to get better or they'll learn a better way or a better time instead of just all of a sudden exploding because they don't know they've been holding it in so long
1: gotcha what is culture to you?
2: Culture to me is it's deep. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a combination of of smells, of of visuals, it's a combination of a particular you know, like black folks, we know for the electric slide. That's culture. You understand what I'm saying? Um you know, we're known for being excessive with prom. That's our culture. Um we're known for being the best artist out there. Everybody copies what we do. But where did that start? It started with drums and homemade flutes in Africa. That's how we expressed ourselves. That's how we celebrated babies. Um, So our culture is so deep. It is those outfits. It's, It's the celebration of, you know what I'm saying? Our people, those past, present, and coming up now. It's all of those things. How we walk, how we talk. You know what I'm saying? Even down to how we drive our cars, all of that is a part of our culture.
1: And where do you see the culture today?
2: I see the culture today, definitely going back into, okay, well, who who are we? I, I see a very strong proudness of, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is who we are and we're so versatile we are so versatile as a people. So I see our culture getting stronger because more people are not just doing the norm. It's not just, oh, this is what I saw on YouTube. It had 2 million likes. Let me go copy that. It's, you know what I'm saying, getting back into those things like, yeah, this is how we used to do it back in the day. You know, all the way down to the waist beads Like, You know, all of these things are coming back, but it's a purpose for it. So I see our culture getting very much stronger.
1: I want to thank you, sister, for the dialogue, for building with me, for just being the helping hand that you always are. Is there any shout outs that you would like to make before we close this out?
2: Well, of course, I got to shout out the Brat Pack one through four. Those are my children. Um, Gifted Geniuses, Derek James, Tori Lewis, you, um, Stephen Little, Lanita Plus King. Like, it's just so many people that have just really was like, okay, you want to do this? Go ahead. Or, hey, you doing this? I got your back. So if I didn't mention your name, y'all know I'm horrible with names anyway. I probably can't remember what it is, but you know I love you and I appreciate you. So for those people that's really just, like rocking with me and that's been supportive. Like do your thing, thank you.
1: And where can they find you at?
2: I am on Facebook, Aisha Andrea, first and middle name. Um, you can send me a friend request. I am on Instagram as well, Aisha120Beauty, and I'm working on a YouTube something. But you know, I'll talk. Y'all'll see that when that comes.
1: And before we close it out. Saturday.
2: Saturday, my goddamn life. Listen, Saturday, 9 p.m. Walnut Street, TWF Business Solutions. Come and listen. Come and laugh. I promise you can relate. Tickets are on sale right now for fifteen dollars, y'all. Help a sister out. But um you definitely come to this show. I promise you. I'm going to make you laugh, and you're going to be like, you know what? She a fool, but she made a whole lot of sense, though. She, she kind of smart with it.
1: And where can they get the tickets at?
2: They can get the tickets um, either on Facebook, or they can visit Derek James um, on Facebook as well for the tickets. Or just inbox me, and I'll get them to you. All
1: right, man. Y'all heard it here. Do it for the culture, episode five. We out of here.
2: Peace.
0: Told y'all this was a movement. Taking the believe waves. You dig banked out. Bank down. Banked down. Bank down. Bank down. Banked down. East to west we can bang down. North to south we can bang down. Worldwide we can bank down. Yeah. yeah. Call up 917 889 it's the Bangdow Radio Show. We controlling the globe and we second to no one. Every Tuesday, Thursday, we putting that work in. Carl Myers do it for the culture. Then it's one love. We from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. But tips tip you the trophy. And we keep making moves by Coastal. Now them suckers didn't believe, but I told you. Bangdow about to be your household name. And Bangdow mean we your pop more chains. Falling like Odell. Shout out to Rochelle. Networking Saturdays about to be your movie. Gotta go big. It's the only way to do it conglomerate we get into it can't forget friday's gotta be inspired with linda h while you ride on the interstate we got sundays with sunshine from five to six while you watching on your dinner plate make sure to tune in and tap in with the movement because it's about to go down shout out to discover this captain of the mothership you ain't know that you know now